Hello and Happy New Year. The first edition of 2019 is out. It features an exclusive new Linchester short story by Catherine Fox, a reassessment of 1960s radical theology by Sam Brewitt Taylor of Oxford University, Mark Vernon on why you shouldn't worry about failing to keep New Year resolutions, and much more. If you've not read Catherine Fox's Linchester Chronicles, our partner Churchhouse Bookshop is offering a three for the price of two deal. Visit chbookshop.himsam.co.uk. And if you don't subscribe to the paper, why not try 10 issues for £10? Go to churchtimes.co.uk slash subscribe. We also carry an important story this week on the work of the groups charged with resolving the church's disputes about sexuality. Shortly before Christmas, our editor Paul Hanley quizzed two of the people coordinating the project, which is termed Living in Love and Faith. They were the Bishop of Coventry, Dr Christopher Coxworth, and Dr Eva John. Paul joins me now. Um, Paul, can you just start by reminding us of how this project came about? I mean, it, it traces back to a s- report in the Synod that wasn't very well received. Sure, it goes, when it, it goes back forever. I mean, th- I think we're talking generally that the church has had a problem with sex for years. Um, and um, it's, it's always been presented as a, a problem with gay sex. Um, homosexuality has been the big point of contention. As I say, when I say years, I mean decades, really. This has always been an uncomfortable problem because it's a, a huge distraction from everything. Uh, not only a distraction from the, the work of the gospel, but it's, it's a distraction from true thinking about sexuality. Just to look at one small aspect of it that, that um, most of the people who have the strongest opinions have really no experience of and haven't talked about or whatever. So it's, it's been an endless frustration of, of my years as editor to see how the church spirals downwards into this ridiculously and increasingly bitter debate about um, what men should do with their willies while the rest of society has become quite relaxed about it all. And we've seen society and culture moving on, again, on instinct, basically. I'm not without any... There's been no serious theological or philosophical or sociological thinking about this, um, or, or where there has been. It hasn't permeated. It's, people are just going on gut. So when uh, the church, in its wisdom, put a bunch of fairly strong-minded people, shall we say, um, into a into a committee and produced a document that purported to um, give a view on what the church thought about this, uh, about particularly about same-sex marriage. Um, it was universally rejected, um, and probably quite rightly, because uh, why should we do what this bunch of people say, for example? So, um, and they were they were representative of quite extreme views in many cases. And this was in February 2017 Synod, I think. I'm, I'm sure you're right. This, uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this re- bishop's report was rejected by That's the Synod, right. to, to some surprise, and then the archbishop said, OK, we're going to set up but, this group. Yeah, it, because it was, it was a political uh, attempt to find a political solution um, that, OK, these people are disagreeing, we'll put them together, they come up with some sort of solution, and lo and behold, ordinary, middle-of-the-road sensible people thought, well, this is this has got no connection with reality. And it was deemed that there was some theological work to do. I mean, we've had, I guess, issues in human sexuality dating back to, what, mm. 1991 has been the sort of 
landmark so far and there's been a lot of people saying this teaching does need updating mm. yeah. and refreshing so we now have this living in love and faith group um but it, would it be wrong to say that this is looking to produce a new human issues in human sexuality i mean your story in the paper suggests it's not quite that simple no it's 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 not i find the pro- the, the project both exciting i think at, at this stage one can say it's exciting because um they haven't tried to tie everything together at the moment they've just spread the net extraordinarily wide and they're talking about not only sexuality but identity not only homosexuality but heterosexuality they're talking about what it means to be a human and to be in relationship with people because at last we have a group of theologians and historians and scientists talking about sexuality in its in its proper context as part of our biological makeup we are physical beings and for too long the church has been uncomfortable with that and what did you find you went to Coventry where the the project yeah. is located I think, the sort of teams of scholars working with in deep in yeah. libraries with books and I, I think that the fact that we've got quite an extensive story this week is is a significant example of of the way they're approaching things uh, because as as the years gone by I've become more aware of process and and how if you've got the right process then you're more likely to get the right outcome and here they've been extraordinarily open uh, although there's been remarkably little interest in 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 partly because they've been working in in quite tight groups nonetheless the process they're going through is very consultative they're they are talking to all the uh, all the interest groups all the extremist groups they're talking to um, parishes people of every sexual orientation and their representatives Um, they're looking uh, at the current science they're looking at historical and biblical tradition and so on so they're uh, and they're working at a a very academic level Um, which is partly why it's taking several years well, it's 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 it ought really to take longer. I mean, it is it is remarkable the, the ground that they've covered. They've thrown bodies at it and have got a lot of people working very hard. And and so um, I think there have been thirty three academic papers that have been circulated generated by this. Um, and these have been process. sent to the bishops. To yeah, the, the, uh, um, all the bishops are able to 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 read this stuff. Uh, their object is to produce a set of resources they're, they're going to show their workings their findings and so on so um, rather than a teaching document yeah. which declares yeah. definitively they're, they're, from the start and I'm not sure whether this has been completely grasped they they say they're not a decision-making body they're not going to come up with a, a document that says gay sex is wrong or gay sex is right or same-sex marriage uh, same-sex marriage okay, or... is absolutely fine but what they they hope is that by opening up the subject that these questions will be different questions that people will have a better understanding of the whole uh, the whole subject and will be able to put their worries and their their concerns into the right context L- i mean if we talk about same-sex marriage because that's that's been the presenting question behind it all. Or just even the blessing or marking of same-sex relationships exactly. in church, which um, the Pilling reports. There example. are obviously two, if not, maybe not only two, but there are two different views on this, um, which seem to be completely in opposition to each other. Mm-hmm. And um, both sides are convinced they're absolutely right. So the, the 
call them the liberals, um, believe that there's absolutely nothing wrong with same-sex marriage and call them the conservatives, um, believe that it's um, not only wrong, but it undermines true marriage. So both of those groups are going to see the opposing view represented in the material because these views are being treated with respect and with some understanding. So if you're a member of one of these groups and you don't want to see the subject opened up in that way, then you're going to find the resources hard to take. Um, Is there a sense there might be a sort of more silent majority in the church who do want to see this kind of more nuanced work done, who aren't campaigning on either side and who do want some direction? I mean, Bishop Coxworth talks in your piece about helping people to learn how to think about this. Yeah. So could this be genuinely yeah. useful for sort of ordinary lay people who are, who are well, grappling it, it's, with these things? It's, it's more than that. The, 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 the groups hope that the material will be available and, and helpful to people beyond the church. It's they're aiming for a, a, a thoroughly accessible guide to sexuality and, and, and the human person. So it's missional in that sense. It's not just very much internal. So. Yeah, they hope the material can be can be um, available for schools, um, for um, for parish groups, for marriage preparation, all those sorts of things. So it's setting the the gay sex thing aside, and we'll talk about that. We'll come back to that in a minute. What excites me is that it appears to be looking at the whole of sexuality and the trouble with concentrating on on the gay sex thing the church has has on the nod seen sexual understanding and practice change quite extraordinarily in the last few decades um, with almost no comment so the rise of internet porn the me too um, revelations the relationship between men and women in the workplace, the, the 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 different approaches to child rearing, all these things have been thoroughly ignored by the church because it's just been obsessed by this one aspect of sexuality. And I don't know because I don't see the resources. I don't know what they're, they're going to produce. But I'm, I'm at this stage, as I say, I'm excited by the prospect that we're going to have something intelligent and helpful. They seem at pains to say that this isn't kicking the issue into the long grass. I mean, there are those who would say, you know, we had shared conversations which delayed any outcome for a few years. Now we've got another thing that lasts several years. It always, to some, seems that the church is constantly kicking the can down the road. There's always more talking to be done. Doesn't there come a point when one just has to say on something like same-sex marriage or marking of same-sex relationships, you know, yay or nay? Or is that not, is that not how the Church of England works? The Church of England has always surprised me in its ability to, to put decisions off there's a bit of me that wants it to be prophetic um there's another bit of me that wants it to be democratic and and allow people time to come to a, a general understanding there is going to be frustration and i i feel a bit of this in myself and that, that that all this work is and all this intelligent and 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 academic work goes into producing these fantastic resources and yet by at the end of it all the decision about whether you can have same-sex marriage in church or whether you can bless same-sex married couples and so on, still hangs in the air. Uh, the, the group hope that people will be able to then approach a decision on that with more understanding and more sympathy and more um, and a better context. But um, nonetheless, as you say, if you're a same-sex couple and you want to get married in church, what happens next? And so the decision still has to be made. 
Yeah. And we've got this pastoral advisory group chaired by the Bishop of Newcastle. And we've had um, pronouncements from certain bishops in certain yeah. dioceses saying, you know, this is how what radical inclusion that the Archbishop spoke of. This is what it's going to look like. So to some extent, while this work's going on in Coventry, yeah. have we got facts changing on the ground in some places where the teaching may not change, but the, the practice will? My reading is that, that, that people are being remarkably restrained, uh, that um, Conservatives haven't flounced off, that um, the Liberals haven't been doing things in secret or open or whatever. So um, the, the, the Church is, for all its ill discipline, is remarkably disciplined. I mean, I think um, my concern is the missional one, that um, the Church is... is out of touch with where most people in society are uh, and yet doesn't explain what its position is and, and why it is. And also the, the fact that, that it is divided on this. I think the next year is going to be quite interesting because part of the, the process of this, as I, as I mentioned, is, is to be open. Um, so we will see some of the workings coming through, some of the, the resources. The, the General Synod is going to be given some interesting bits and pieces to talk through. This next year will not only be a test of of what the groups have produced, but also the reception that they get and how, how whether the group's hope and confidence that people will treat them with interest and intelligence is going to be discovered. If we find that um, people react badly to one particular aspect of things, then, um, well, that's going to be interesting. Uh, I'm hoping that people reserve judgment until they see a significant amount of, of, of what's produced. I think overall, what's good about this is its its breadth and its thoroughness. So even if people only grasp a little bit of it, I think um, I'm hoping that they'll uh, understand the the complexity of of the issue that we're talking about. It's not just about couples. It's about our our society and how our sexuality and our physicality affects uh, every aspect of our lives. Surely a, a greater understanding of that will improve the prospect of, 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 of a happy outcome for some of the more um, difficult decisions that, that the church has to make. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Church Times podcast. You can find more news, analysis, comment and book reviews on our website, churchtimes.co.uk. If you are not yet a subscriber to the Church Times, you can try your first 10 issues for just £10. You'll get the paper delivered to your door every Friday, plus full access to our website and digital archive. Go to churchtimes.co.uk forward slash subscribe to find out more. The music for this podcast was provided by Sought After Sounds. Tune in next Friday for the next episode. (laughs) 